the nerds take over. Us? Huh? Welcome to the latest episode of Nerdables. Joining you this week are Mikey, Ethan, Rich, and myself. This week we discuss the latest fan theory confirmation and if theories are really affecting producers' decisions, the bizarrely confusing saga of Sony Marvel's Spidey connections, more details regarding the Han Solo movie mess, and we'll react to the new Marvel's Inhumans trailer. Uh, last week we did a show and you told me today that we had like a billion people listen. Is that right? We had... 247 in the last 24 hours. See, that's that for us. That's so a billion. shy of a billion. Just for little, us, that's a billion. When in you the go last from, 90 you go days, from like zero to two forty. We say two forty seven. In the last 90 days, we've had 2,900. So with that, you wanted to mention the beginning of the show instead of the end of the show. That if nobody listens to the beginning, there's nobody that's listening to the, the end. end. They're done with making it to the end. So you wanted to do our put out our socials now. See if we can get people to interact with us. That's kind of what we've been looking for. The one thing we've been missing. Social security. Uh, yes. Yes. We want, we're going to put out. We're going to nine security seven numbers. three. We're, we're going to uh, do wait, like. Wait for you to pull a Sean Spicer and actually do it. We're going to do like the voters commission. Yeah. That they, we have to give out all of our information. Um, but yeah. So what we what we've been looking for more than anything else is, uh, is to get some reaction, reviews, commentary, what have you. That changes. Um, should we do a disclaimer that this is us begging you for reviews? Yeah, I don't know if it's begging. Um, but that was what, what changes the search ladder. Slightly groveling. Well, it changes without the search ladder. Um, basically, if you're on iTunes or any of the other ones, as you get more reviews and more people react to, you start moving up the search ladder. Unless you're looking for something specific. You know, if you put in ESPN, somebody, somebody, Stephen A. Smith basketball podcast, that's obviously all you're going to get. If you, if put, you in, put in Nerdcast... It brings it's going to bring out a billion different things, and you'll have stuff that's sponsored and what have you. Um, so that's what we're looking for. Also, I think the reason that we had so many in the last one that we forgot the last episode is we don't have the explicit tag on it for the first We've time. We've gotten rid of the explicit tag, so, so that means... we're going to be good, and if we say something, we have to mark it, and we're going to have no, to No, here's it. the thing. I've already Holy come bleep. up with an idea. We are going to have a swear jar. <laughs> that's well, that doesn't matter, because if you use the swear jar on it, we have to put an explicit tag on it. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna edit a show. Whoa. We're also this week we're also we're also trying. Yeah. So that's gonna be this week we're also traveling or trying our traveling mic. We're traveling our trying mic. We're trying our traveling traveling. But now we're trying. getting off topic again because what I said if you were the one that was supposed to tell everyone where we were. Yes. So uh, they've already sure. stopped listening at this point. If you are on iTunes, please leave us a comment or subscription, and or comment. Subscribe. No, definitely subscribe and leave us a comment. <laughs> wow, this is horrible. <laughs> whatever you're listening to, whether you're listening to on iTunes or SoundCloud or Blip or whatever else we're on, 4chan, we're looking for, yes, reviews um, and subscriptions. Subscription is the other thing that does it. It doesn't get more and more subscriptions. It brings you higher and higher on the ladder. So that's what we're looking for there. And if social you media. <laughs> so if you're on Facebook, we're on Facebook.com backslash nerdables. Backslash. See? They'll, they'll figure out what it is. <laughs> What's well, like, Can I get a comment? Splash. Where the hell's the black splash? The backsplash key. Um, find the Nerdables page on on Facebook. Interact with us there. Uh, we're also on Instagram. It's just Nerdables, right? Yeah. Yes. And Twitter at Nerdables. Although I don't think we have no show. Nerdables show. Nerdables show. We don't do anything on Twitter anyway. Well, everything we put on Facebook goes to the. Yeah. Uh, well, then you might as well just go to Facebook. But um, then, but no, there are sometimes I interact on on Twitter. Yes, I'm never on Twitter. 
I know. I barely ever. The only well, you know, ever you, did, you were on Twitter once this week. Yeah, I was on. But Twitter see, once here's the thing: if you if you leave us a comment on Facebook, or excuse me, on if you leave us a comment on iTunes, Ethan's gonna leave you some money. What? Ethan doesn't have. Yeah. Any money. Oh yeah. Didn't you remember saying that? Ethan doesn't have any money. Uh, I don't this is this is Rich's incredibly lame attempt at humor. This is why people don't. Wow. Leave that was really? terrible. That was horrible. Wow. Apparently, I'm the Kevin and Bean of this show. So I'm going to start writing out a bunch of IOUs, huh? I've got a lot of Bean on that one. A lot of Bean. Creepy and racist. All in one. So I'm leaving a lot of IOUs to people who comment on iTunes? Yes. If they leave you a comment, he'll... Considering you have to beg us all to give you money for to actually run the show, you think you're going to get money out of Ethan? Oh, wow. Really? No, you do. You're going to beg the rest of us for money out of the show because we're terrible about giving it to you. That is true. That is very true. No, that's what I'm saying. You have to... If you have to beg us just to give you money to actually keep us on the air, you think you're going to get money from Ethan just for paying for reviews? Which reminds me, which I is totally legal by the way. We, we've, got to, we've got to talk about t-shirts after the I show. Do. This, I love how we have production meetings on air. It's well, this, this way, this, anybody that listens gets to hear. This gives the an insight to our world to the listener. No, I think the listeners had way too much insight into our world. <laughs> Remember, we did a show. The last forty minutes was all about your love life, and it was the only one your dad listened to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for that because I was the one that really that kept pushing that because I was asking him questions. That was a great But why are you on this? And then the next one's like, so my dad listened to one show. Guess which one he listened to? <laughs> the one where we talked about Ethan's love life. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yes. So, yes, please leave us a comment. You know, even if it's, I hate this show. Not only that I hate this show, just say the show could be better. This show, yeah, tell us, it's what, my, we, it's my, it's tell us what we're doing wrong. It's my review for Wonder Woman. This should be better. It's the internet. They're going to tell you. We hate this oh, yeah. show. <laughs> so, so tell us what well, to do better. Thing. If they get on and they're all like, well, Rich's humor is lame and whatever, you're never going to do the show again. You're going to get so butthurt. You know what you nerd was again? Somebody said I wasn't good. Oi. Okay, Donald Trump. <laughs> People don't know that okay, so, See, it's not good, but we're winning. MSNBC. We're winning. Meeting. Yeah, stupid people. It's great. I mean, they're fine. Everything's MSNBC. great. Dumb people on MSNBC, but their producers make them dumber. I don't know how it happens. Nice. They were friends of mine, but you know, I don't like they're them really, anymore. Yes. So okay, so let's get into what we were going to talk about this week on Monday. Yes. In an interview with Huffington Post, Spider-Man: Homecoming star Tom Holland confirmed a long-held fan theory that the young boy who stands up to the Hammond murder drone while wearing a toy Iron Man mask and gauntlet was, in fact, a young Peter Parker. When asked about his confirmation, Holland said, quote, I can confirm that as of today. I literally had a conversation with Kevin Feige only 20 minutes ago. Maybe I've just done a big old spoiler, but it's out there now, end quote. Fan reaction was mostly positive, but it brings up the question that we wanted to talk about. Are fan theories influencing producers? And if so, is that any good? The reaction to this that seemed to be from the majority of people was like, oh, yay, it's great. And... I didn't have a great reaction to it because I think it's kind of dumb. I couldn't really care one way or less to the, or care less one way or the other. But Tom Holland mentioned it. My idea is they mention it in the film, so they mention it in the film. It makes sense. He's in Queens, which is where Peter right. Parker's from. It's a science expo, which he would be interested in, and he would be about the right age if they're yes. going chronologically. And it also goes to his character of needing being to help a complete him. moron. Well, wanting to stand up and do something. Be right. a complete moron i don't understand how people don't don't think <laughs> he's wearing a toy mask and, and a, a toy, toy gauntlet yes and he's just witnessed these gigantic robots of death 
killing people. If you watch it, and I actually just watched the end of Iron Man 2 because they were re-showing it on FX like right. every day. Wait, you actually watched Iron Man I watched Man the 2? end of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Because the first half of that is terrible. Ethan still, that's in his top five, remember. Oh, I don't know anymore. There's been so many movies <laughs> yeah. since then. Yeah, it was Iron Man 2. You, <laughs> Iron Man 2 is better than... Well, it's hard to say it's better than 3, but I just don't like the end of 3. Anyway. So I watched a specific scene just before this came out. Yeah. Those robots are killing people. They don't show it specifically, but they're firing missiles. There's explosions all over the place. They're firing bullets into the crowd. There are dead people at the Stark Expo. There's no way around. There's cars and buildings. Cars and stuff that explode. So he's seeing people basically getting blown up in half. And and he stands in front of it with a toy mask and a toy gauntlet. There's nothing that robot can do except kill him. That's stupid. Especially Especially for the fact that he'd be eight or nine years old. So he wouldn't have his Spider-Man powers yet. No. And he doesn't. He has nothing that would do anything. He's being a brave kid. He's, he's dying like, is not brave. But he's not. He, but there's no one. He's not standing. Look, if if there was a woman, you know, if Aunt May was behind him on the ground injured, I get it. He's standing up in the middle of a crowd that is running away in terror, and he's standing in front of a robot that he's seen kill people. But what if he's he old? To- he's old enough to know better. And he doesn't. And this is my problem with it because it makes Peter, at that age, mentally retarded. <laughs> You're not supposed to. But say the that. biggest, I don't care. <laughs> mentally retarded is mentally retarded. We got to get off the stigma for what retarded is. It has a definition. <laughs> but here's the thing: if the, the the other problem with it, and this is what my friend is a huge Spider-Man fan has with it, is if it's mentioned in the film. In addition to the fact that Robert Downey Jr. is all over the film, right. Iron Man Tony Stark is all over the film, it lends credence to the idea that his path to be, I'm sorry, Peter's path to being a hero is greatly influenced by Tony Stark, more so than Uncle Ben. And that changes the mythos wildly. But here's the thing, uh, okay, I, I, I get what you're saying, and yes, it does, it does take away from the... With great power comes great responsibility that Uncle Ben gives him and the loss of Uncle Ben. With no power comes death when you stand in front of a rope. Okay, two things. One, it, it cuts to that scene. Who, know, who knows if Peter slash the little kid was running out of options and just kind of like, okay, um, well, I'm going to die anyways. I might as well do something. That's still dumb. Okay, and two, if you live in this world where Peter is now, where you see... The Avengers on TV. You see that Iron Man exists. You see that the Hulk exists. You know the Incredible Hulk exists. You see that all these things are going on in a greater world now. For the last ten years, they are going to influence you in some way or another. You can't. You can't say that. In I'm not saying it doesn't influence him, but it influences in a terrible way. We have to just remember where Iron Man Two is. At the point of Iron Man Two, the only public superhero is Iron Man. That's it. And, but they have shown, but the, but the shown Incredible the, Hulk yes, did have but, an in, yes, interaction yes. in New York, right, with but the Abomination. The Incredible Hulk is treated as a villain. Except, the news reports you see him in that film, he's treated what the media would have used him as as a villain until the end of it when he takes on Abomination. Doesn't matter. There's still the, the media there. You, you, the only though thing that we know in terms of the universe as it exists is that Iron Man is a public hero that has shown to do heroic things. Yes, but Captain America also, also existed back in the... Right, but that kid wouldn't have known anything about, about Captain America being a superhero either because everything he did would have been World War II. Almost everything he would have done in World War II would have been classified. Yes. Especially fighting Hydra. 
Yes, he's a propaganda piece. That's great. But right. it's still, he's not there. Captain America's not coming to save him. And Shield wouldn't have been very. Shield would have been completely clandestine. Yeah. Thor's in, Thor's incident in Oklahoma wouldn't have been widely done. Shield would have covered that up. But it wouldn't have even taken place at the time of Iron Man. Well, no, it does at the. Yeah, it's before Iron Man two. Isn't no, it? it's at the end of Iron Man two. Because remember, there's only two films before. There's three films before Iron Man two. And then yeah, four? because we we've gone over this a couple Whatever. times. It doesn't, it doesn't but, matter. Yeah, but here's Coulson the point. has here's to leave. That's why uh, he's nine years Carl... old. He has no superpowers. He has right. a toy mask and a toy gauntlet. He stands in front of. That's not the real big issue. That's the thing where, honestly, I was just sort of like making fun of the fact sure. that this makes it real sound really stupid. The second one is the big part. But the reason that we brought this up is because it was a fan theory for years. Since 2010. Yeah. That this would be, well, I don't know if it's 2010. No, they, it was right after the movie came out, people were saying it. Okay, whatever it is. Right. It gained a lot of traction once they put Spidey into the MCU. Sure. Tom Holland said that he thinks it's great because he's been in the MCU the whole time. He's not not been in the MCU the whole time. He's still Peter Parker in the MCU. But on you could have, on camera, on camera, and those pieces in there. If it's not in the film, there's no point to confirm this. That's right. my fear: is that it's in the film that there's going to be something in there where he looks to Tony and said, "I saw you when I was nine, and you saved me from this robot murder drone that's going to kill me, and that's what wanted to make me be a hero." I don't particularly like that, but. The, but here's the thing: there's if, a, there's if a greater you're, thing if you're in it in jumping terms of, past the the Uncle Ben part of it, in this version of Spider-Man, yes, we because all by this know point, it. also, if if they follow the the, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But if they follow the timeline, Pete, uh, Uncle Ben is not dead at this point because he dies almost just after he gets the powers, and he should get the should get the powers later when he's like 14, 15, just before he's in the film. But he's already lost the powers. I mean, he already has the powers in Civil War. Because Tony Stark saw him. Oh on yeah, YouTube. yeah, no, he, no, he's already been. So Spider-Man. Uncle Ben's already been. He gets, already passed. If if they follow the original to- the timeline, he would be 13, 14 his freshman year of high school is probably where they would put this because he's listed as fifteen in Civil War. So he'd be end of freshman year, beginning of sophomore year, maybe the end of sophomore year if he has a late birthday like I do. Um, so let's assume that he gets his powers when he's in high school. Uncle Ben would die after he gets his powers, which is the standard way of do, of, of showing it. It would probably be, would have been like 14, so it would have been a year. I'm so thinking, he's, still, I'm he's more, he's of, a, still uh, he's more of a junior in high school, I think. They say he's 15, so he can be a junior even, but that's right. a little stretching it. I didn't, I mean, most people turn 16 their sophomore year. So I did. Late in the sophomore year. Most of my friends were already 16 anyway. So, but anyway, but anyway sophomore, junior, somewhere yeah. within there. But the thing is, to talk more of the issue, I keep leaning back, the issue uh that it brought up the question that I think a couple of other sites were asking was, is this something they retconned because they read the theory? And if they did, is that something decent? Are you reading a theory and going, Hey, let's do this because the fans have already done this. Right. And that's where, that was my point of why we should discuss this. When, when I brought it up in the thread was that it seems to me like it was retconned just because a fan came up with this idea. Hey, you know what? That little kid is Peter Parker. Let me make a fan theory about it. It's you know Peter Parker's been there the whole time. Now here he is. We see him grown up. You know it makes a connection to Tony Stark. It makes a connection to you know why Tony went after you know chose this kid when he saw him on the internet going around you know swinging from street to street. But well, I don't think he left his number with the kid after he picked him up. No, but but no, of course not. When he was nine or whatever at the expo. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm just saying that. That it gives them a connection. Yeah, it, it, fills it, in, it fills in the world a little bit more. Yes. Because I, I got here's it. the thing. The Marvel the Marvel Universe 
they um, the producers of Homecoming were talking. One of the producers had never worked on a Marvel project. They went in. They have a scroll that is a that was a, is a timeline. Shot. Yeah, is a it's a timeline of the entire MCU that dates back to the beginning of time yeah, and goes on. Yeah, basically. It's, a, it's yeah. a scroll, but it's a Bible. Yes, there's pieces of that in terms of how old people are. Right. Because, like, how old was Hank Pym? But this, but to me, this this is like what you're saying. It's, this is something that was retconned in, and it makes you wonder if producers and, and or screenwriters now are starting to look at some of these fan theories and say, you know, that's kind of a cool idea. Let's throw that into it. Yeah, now you owe somebody money. That's uh, the other side of this. The thing with this, we talked about this before where we've said, if you are adjusting your story and your future based on what you're reading on the internet, right. you're an idiot. There's the old joke, Entertainment Weekly had it, was they said, Glee Season 1 we loved. Glee Season 2 was written by Twitter mm-hmm. because they just did whatever Twitter told them to do. Well, you can't and tell it was me. terrible. Hold on. And we've talked about this just recently with, um, in Star Wars, Ray's heritage right. that we think could have possibly been changed in re-scripting Episode Eight because so many people had already hit it on the head. Right. Um, just like Shadir, I just found this the the story in my my memories for Facebook. We talked about this with Captain America number two after the Hail Hydra, that fans were accusing Marvel of changing the script to number two based on the negative reaction to number one and the writer had to come out and show i wrote this from the start that it was the cosmic cues that changed them i didn't write it because you guys hated it this was always the story when you do you have to go into this into your story when you're a writer and a producer if you're a creator like this you gotta trust what you can do and that the fans will either react to it one way or the other in the long term you could do yes if you were to make Iron Man and it was kind of slapstick and cheesy and the fans didn't like it, then yes, I would see you change that sort of tone as you go forward in the Marvel right. Universe or whatever. But these specific kind of things um, that you change one way or the other because specific fans are telling you and you also have to remember the vocal segment is usually the minority. Right. But it's see, not a mass. Thrawn was brought into the Star Wars universe through Rebels, because he was such a fan favorite, and fans, that's different than a fan theory. That's different than a fan theory. They're, they're but not the fans did but influence, said, but they've also said that his story isn't the same as it is. Correct, but the fans did influence and have enough well, influence always, to bring it. Well, into yes, it. Fan, fan popularity is always going to influence. That's what worries you about Mara Jade. That's what's always worried me about Mara Jade because I know she's super popular, but I don't think you can get that story quote unquote right. Ever again, it's just never going to be the same. Well, here's what, here's what also makes you think about Ray. So, if she is indeed Han and Leia's daughter, is she Jaina? Did they name no. her Jaina Solo? No, because it's how do you know? Well, because they, they didn't name the other one Jason. But that uh, but Ben's name isn't Jason. But Jaina has always been more popular than ja- than Jason. Yeah, because Jason turned out to be a. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't get to go out a hero like Darth Vader did. So far, oh, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Explicit. Yeah, you just beep it. We need I a will. beep. That's what we need. We'll need a beep. Um, uh, that, it, no, again, you have, looking at the EU for Star Wars, they haven't caved to fandom 
way, the, the vocal majority or minority right. that's screaming, I want my EU stories back. I don't know why you just didn't shoot the Thrawn trilogy. Right. It's like, oh, here, director, here's a book from 30 years ago. We want you to go ahead and do that. Um, but something like Thrawn that's popular, that's a character that's in three books. and He's in one three. He's in, he's in the three Zon books. And that's his story was basically in those Zon books. That I was thought it. he was. He wasn't. In... He's not a major character in the EU, unlike Mara Jade. Right. Mara Jade has a huge influence on the entire twenty-five-year uh, storyline that the expanded universe became. That's and why then she I think even that she when they they even showed that she had some influence within the original trilogy. Yeah, the pieces that were that were through there. Thrawn. Right. They never showed his early career. Right. You didn't get what's in the book. You don't in the Thrawn book that was just released. You don't get what's there in Rebels. Yeah. You get nods to it the idea that he was promoted to grand admiral even though he was an, an alien they were yeah, shuffled yeah, off yeah. to the outer rim yada, yada, yada. so they're, they're making changes it's within the spirit of what thrawn was what have you that's fine that's not a theory if if you're going to have if, if you sit here after episode seven and snoke is ray is ray is you're sitting there with ray going ray is luke's daughter with a random you know a, a woman that we haven't seen yet What's Mons. this theory? What's what's this theory that's not? Oh, this theory says that she's the emperor's granddaughter. I love this idea. Let's make her the emperor's granddaughter now. I just saw it on the internet. You're an idiot. Right. And that's that's the thing that scares me. But I can't imagine a major production studio. But something, but something like, like, like the that. Peter Parker. It's not changing anything within the U. Depends. It does change something if they make it a big point of harm. It doesn't change anything. It makes it, if you're going to use that to influence your story for Homecoming. What worries me is, though, you see the scene when Tony takes the suit back yeah. from, you know, they're standing on top of whatever building that is. Yeah. And, you know, they're talking about how I'm no, nothing without the suit or whatever. I have a feeling that's, if they're going to do it, that's where it's going to be mentioned. Yeah. And if they do, then you are correct that it does take away from the Uncle Ben. Depends on how much weight they give to it. Well, if they put it there, it's going to have a lot of weight. Probably. Because that really shows you at that moment how much he does look up to Tony Stark. Yep. But, you know, I mean, there's other fan theories out there for just about anything there is. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of fan theories. We just saw the thing that this has the one, family tree... And you had what was it was Kenobi's daughter. Kenobi's has, daughter has, marries Luke, or it doesn't have to marry Luke. Or has, has Ray with Luke, with and I Luke. said, "Well, just make Kenobi's Kenobi's uh, uh, daughter. No, Kenobi's, Kenobi's uh, progeny, or progeny what, the daughter uh, of Kenobi and the Emperor's daughter. And you've got all the fan theories rolled up into one. Yeah. And so that was the kind of thing where it was like it just you, how far are you going to go with this? Well, I mean. In a way, this is this is kind of cool the, to have the Peter Parker thing. Yeah, you were very excited about it. You were very angry that I wasn't. Oh, it wasn't so much very excited. It just it's really cool that to take something that a fan it, it makes the fans feel more included in, within the story. I don't get I mean, that at dumb. all. I mean, th when you said that, I'm like included in it's what? It's not their job. Like included because eighty guys have subscribed to this five ten years ago and went, yeah, I bet you it's Peter Parker. Yeah. Great. So that five people who think they're the first person that ever came up with that I just, are all of a sudden just like, oh, that's awesome. I'm waiting for the comment. First. Yeah. That went away. It did that's go away. Let's start that back up. No. You hated that. Just put first, sponsored by Nerdables. <laughs> See how, just go to every single comment. First, sponsored by Nerdables. First, sponsored by Nerdables. <laughs> 
So it, it is something as digital and this kind of reaction where people, creators, are so connected to fans in ways that I think they don't even want. You've had a lot of comic creators that have said that. I don't want to be on Twitter anymore. Yeah. I don't want to hear this. And potentially because of the legal issues with it. I mean, you're talking oh. about about uh, blind submissions where you can't submit stuff to comic companies anymore because if they use it right, in some way or shape or form, you can sue them. You now have something that if I said something to Dan Slott on Twitter and he uses it in a Spider-Man comic a year later, I point to that Twitter and say, that's where he found it from. You owe me money. Okay, but that brings up another question, though. <coughs> If how many times do you think that it's happened where somebody like Dan Slott or somebody's been working on a story and an idea and they've been sitting there creating this thing and they've got this whole idea that they're you know that they're they're developing and somebody gets on their Twitter and says, Hey, wouldn't this make a great Spider Man story? And it's almost exactly what they've been working on. And now they're going, Well, I can't use this because now if I do, this fan can come back and say it probably doesn't happen as much as we would think. It has happened. There are some people that have had like long-standing things, and I can't remember. There was some because long, in this there country, was some everybody long, sues there everybody. Was, there was some long-standing story where someone guessed it right at the beginning. The right. fan guessed it, and the creator contacted the fan and asked him never to say it again. Yeah, because he's like, "You got it right away," and this is like, "I'm not revealing this for another two years, so just keep it quiet." The fan did it or whatever. Um, we see that with Game of Thrones, where people are ruining the books every single time. Right, you know? but there are Fandom, trolls out there. Yeah, would... but you know, one of the there was um, the producers had said after the first season, we really appreciate that the majority of Game of Thrones fans who had read the books didn't go online and said Ned Stark's going to die. Right, don't get attached, or don't to Ned. ruin the Red Wedding. Yeah, you know, or, or stuff like that. Um, you you have that kind of convergence. Mm -hmm. It's creative convergence that they talk about a lot. You know, you, you get that even in movie studios. We have two different studios working on an asteroid film, and legitimately have no idea that the other movie, right. that the other the other studio is working on it, until they announced we're doing Armageddon and we're doing Deep Impact, and you look at each other like, what? How the hell? And yeah. It's like you had a screenwriter that was influenced by a news story. The other screenwriter was also news influenced by a news story at the same time, and it brings it together. So right. It's this big circle. I don't think it happens that often, and I think if you're someone like Dan Slott and you're creating. I don't think you're really looking at that type of stuff. It's not a lot of people on Twitter that go, that put up there like, you should have Spider-Man do this and this. I'm sure there's enough of them, but it feels like there's less than there used to be when you got letters in the back. I mean, you used to get that. When you look at all the Marvel comics and they have the letters where they printed people's address at for them. Right. Um, <laughs> we have Marvel Pen Pal. This don't exist in today's age. Um, where they would say, like, you should have Spider-Man go to L.A. and he should meet another supermodel. And MJ gets really jealous. And then the goblin follows him and kills MJ just to prove a point to Peter. Why isn't that story out there? You know, now that's been taken over by sports fans. Like, why don't you trade this guy for this guy? Yeah. Um, so you have a little bit there. It, it's going to be interesting to see going forward how you do this sort of stuff. We've seen it um, in, in a way... I, I felt through the reverse of this. I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2 this week, finally. I told you I really liked it, and you were yeah. surprised. I was really I surprised. Thought, well, I thought one of the things they really did is they took the stuff from the first one. Yeah. And the stuff that people seem to really, really love, they didn't just like, okay, we'll just do this. We'll have we'll have Peter have another dance-off. No, but they we'll reversed some of it. But it's not a reverse thing. I mean, the thing at the beginning take, makes total sense or whatever. But what I'm saying is I was happy to see them have more restraint than... All right, fan polls say they love Peter dancing. 
They love Drax being really, really stupid. And they love Nebula being completely ineffective. Right. So let's just do a movie with those three things. And instead, it wasn't that. No. They put a pieces of it. The tone is still there. In fact, I thought the tone was a little bit more serious than the first one. It was. We, and, and that's why way. you had Peter be a little bit more of the yeah. serious one. And, so, and Drax be more of the... Yeah. and Well, Drax's thing is also his humor was a little bit different. It wasn't as completely... I don't understand idioms. It was just he was so blunt and right. so honest. Yeah, then Batista, your, when he your, first read the script, hated it. Yeah. Until but, he got to the end of it. Yeah, and it was... <laughs> you're ugly. Oh, you're disgusting. <laughs> that's a good thing. Beautiful people never know what people love them. I, that was great. Right. Because it was it was an interesting analysis in the way that he's saying it, rather than the the, the line, you know, nothing will go over my head, my reflexes are too fast. Right. That was funny in the first one. It's not going to fly in this one. Exactly. And they were able to, to, to manage it. Um... So again, you have fans that influence and don't influence your 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 thing going forward. Here's hoping but they're not. If they're cha- if you're changing scripts on the fly because of what's on Facebook and Twitter and and. But Tumblr, there is a fear that people are writing scripts, and when you know that somebody's writing the next Guardians or something, and some of the stuff comes out, and it's like, oh, you know what? I bet you Kurt Russell is ego, but in his human form. You know, or, or something. It's like the writer's going, "Well, there goes the the reveal." You know, what well, do I do? Well, now? there was that because they revealed it very early, right? And it did feel like they just like well, we don't want to tell you what's here. You have this story is basically Tom Holland telling you something. This is again what makes me feel like it's in the movie. Why even mention it? Well, he, well, see, he here's says the thing. it's a major Tom Holland. Story. Tom Holland said he said when he with the interview he goes, "Oops, I don't even know if I was supposed to reveal that yet." Well, he said, he said in the, uh, I had the quote, uh, I've, uh, maybe I've just done a big old spoiler, but it's out there now. Right. As I say, it, it feels like it's something that's going to be. Well, it also came out this week that they're not giving him the whole Infinity War or the Infinity Gauntlet script because they are afraid he's going to leak something. Well, they probably didn't give it to him because he's not in it that much. No, but they, the uh, but they, they came out perfect. They came out with it and said, um, "That's probably a joke." I, I hope so, but That's that was one of the articles that came out. That would be like Jim Lee saying, "We don't give Scott Snyder scripts because he can't um, shut up." Speaking of which, Scott Snyder does give away all of his scripts. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, they did say this week that Homecoming Two or Spider Man, the Spider Man yeah, Homecoming we'll just, Two. For now, we're calling it Homecoming Two. Right. Will take place moments after the fourth Avengers movie. That's neither here nor there in terms of no. the topic. Yes. Um, but let's talk about Spider-Man anyway. Uh, last week we told you that Sony president Amy Pascal had stated that the studios, the Sony Studios Spider-Villain movies, would exist in the MCU. And then we talked about it like crazy. Right. And all the possibilities, including Tom Holland's Spidey being in the films, and Venom could be in this, and all of that Venom stuff. Venom being good, yeah. Venom being bad. Uh, but then just a day later, Marvel Films president Kevin Feige squashed those crossover rumors making fans really confused, thinking that Sony's films would be a separate reality. And then Pascal says, and excuse me one moment as I bring this up, because this quote was like stupid long. Well, not in the past, not, in, not oh, even oh. a separate reality. They said it would be in a different... Oh, no, 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 no. Then, oh, yeah. um, right after what Kevin Feige said, Spidey's not going to, to the Sony right. verse. They don't exist in the same reality. That's, the, the That's what Kevin Feige said. the same universe. Then the next day, Amy Pascal said first, there is Spider-Man happily in the place where he's supposed to be, which is the Marvel Universe. I think everything comes from that. This is the signpost, the tentpole, the tentpole, the signature, and the other movies that Sony's going to make in the relationship to this MCU Spider-Man take place in this separate Sony world. Although you're not going to see them in the Marvel Universe, it's in the same reality. 
Kevin Feige then said, that is the perfect way to describe it. And it confused the living hell out of everybody else. Again. Yes. Because Until it brings he, cleared, up, he clarified it a little bit more. He clarifies it a little bit more. But the thing is, we've gone through four days of them trying to say, is it in the film, is it not in the film, whatever. Tom Holland has a contract for four films. Correct. Three uh, Homecoming films and the Infinity War film that he's working on right now. That's it. Everyone keeps saying he has a contract for six films. He does not. No, he did. Does he, he had civil, six? Civil War. Well, I'm not counting Civil War because that's already done. Civil As of War, right now, he has four contracts, four movies left. The two Avengers contract. films and the three Spider-Man. Is it the two Avengers films? Yes. Okay, because they had never said anything about it. Yeah. Second one. So he, but that he, he, said, he did have a total of six altogether. What, they've, what basically Kevin Feige said the day after is Tom Holland is not appearing in any Sony film. Correct. The end. And none of Sony's characters are going to be allowed to use in the MCU. Correct. Which brings up but the they questions do. that I asked you, that I put on the thing. Who gets to use what, and who the hell is going to be in the Secret Six film? Because you can't imagine they're going to do Homecoming 2 and 3 without using a major villain. But they've already, they've already confused it even more because they've said that Scorpion, who's in Homecoming... Sorry for the spoiler. Matt Gargan is in... Matt Gargan, Matt Gargan, but they're saying that. Difference. Yeah. But, and then Scorpion will be in one, uh, either the Venom. No, he, I'm sorry, he'll be in the Black and Silver movie. The Black and Silver is going to be the Black Cat and Silver. Well, there's yes. been more than one person that's been Scorpion, I think. Yeah. Obviously, Matt, there, Gargan, there Matt Gargan was Venom at one time too. There has been. Yeah. yeah. So right. they could use Matt Gargan as a, as a as a. But Easter considering, egg. but considering that the Tinkers in this. It's more that's likely a true venom. That, that's a crazy venom. Yeah, that character was crazy. Yeah. but more than likely, this is he's going to be maybe in the, the scorpion costume in this. I doubt it. I think they're just going to use his name. Um, but, it, but okay. But the question came up. Okay, we talked about Doc Ock. Yes, I find Doc Ock to be Peter's foil, and I got so much crap from somebody on the other podcast network film thing I mean he's like no it's Goblin and I was like Goblin is a terrible villain Goblin is a crazy person that killed someone that's great Doc Ock is Peter's foil more so because they're both scientists they're both scientists so Peter looks at him and says you could be saving the world and instead you use it to rob banks like what's wrong with you the, he's got no he's got no Norman's never going to be a good guy I think originally Goblin was Probably the Goblin. Goblin's the Joker. Yes. Where Batman can't do anything with him, and Doc Ock is Two Face. Where Bruce looks at yes. Harvey, yes, and says, "You can be better than this. Yes. You were better than this. You can be better than this. You can come back." Joker's not coming back from anything. But everyone would say that the yeah, biggest foil for Batman is the right. Joker. So, in terms of yes, if you want to put Goblin as his super arch nemesis. The best and biggest foil is Doc Ock. Doc Ock should be in a home. See, I think, I think, especially, especially within the last ten and the years, fact that we've seen Goblin in every. But in the movie. last ten years, I would say Ock yeah. has far, far more become his, his biggest. Mostly because foil. Dan Slott loves that relationship between Peter and and Octavius, right? Versus Norman, that was used in the MCU proper in a lot of different places in terms of. You know, head of shield or whatever he was, or the head right. of hammer and stuff like that. He became less of a Spidey villain and more of the villain for the Marvel. Well, U. he was there in Patriot for the long. He yeah, was the first like Iron Doom. Patriot. Yeah, it's like, that? it's like Doom. Yeah. Um, but let, okay, so let, let's say Doc Ock is used in Homecoming. Well, that removes Doc Ock from the Secret Six and Sony because yes. they can't cross over. Let's say they use Doc Ock in his own standalone film. 
you can't use him in. But I think my, is it, my idea is it where I said to use Craven. If you introduce Craven in his own film and then use him in the Homecoming film, then you can't because Craven's in the other one. But is it just Spider-Man and, and any villain that shows up in the Marvel movies can't be used in the Sony spinoffs, or is it just Spider-Man can't be used? And any villain is free free reign. Because of the first thing he said where he was basically clearing up that Tom Holland was not appearing as Spider-Man right. in any of those films. Which makes all of us think Miles Morales will be their Spider-Man. But the second wing was the last quote where they said it's a different reality in a way. Or a different world or sort of thing. Really makes me think they're not going to let them cross over. Because they're completely separate contracts. It's completely separate things. Sony's doing their own thing. Marvel's doing three films with Spider-Man in it, and that's But it. Feige also did come back out this week and say, and this is where it gets even more confusing, is that the the relationship for Spider the Spider-Man universe, let's say, within the MCU and the Sony U is the relationship between the Marvel MCU movies and the Marvel TV shows. Yeah. They can make references in the TV shows, yes. but there's no chance of them crossing over into the movies. Very little. Very little. Because we, we still Well, he think says never show- say never. Well, the thing is... The Defenders could that, show up. We all think the Defenders will show be in a shot in well, Infinity look, War is what we've been saying. But Scarlett at- Johansson already said there's a shot of with her and 30 other heroes. Yeah. Um... That was the way that, that, that I even read the quote that I just mentioned and the way that Feige kind of massaged it is that it was that Netflix relationship. Because someone, again, that same spot said, well, the Netflix shows aren't in the same universe. So they're absolutely in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Because Wilson Fisk's entire first season plan is predicated on the Battle of New York destroying so much property. They talk about, yeah. they talk about the Avengers. But you'll never see them. No, and because it's no point, and you'll never, more than likely, you wouldn't see any of those characters in a in, in a, any type of role in a film, other than what we probably talked about yeah. before, a where you would see a shot see, of them fighting yeah. some kind of Whatever. the same the same henchman that is being right. fought in the other. Uh, the confusion I think what comes from in terms of Netflix is that Agents of Shield has had direct con- connotations to it, and they said this is what they've tried to because it's on ABC, you have to have more people watch it, yada yada yada. That seems to be the 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 point here. Is you could have Venom say something about, say, Vulture. Right. Or even say something about Spidey. But you're never going to see them. And they're not going to play a major role. Well, Spidey could be off and the with same the thing Avengers with the other, the, the other The other way around is in the Spidey films, they may, may mention something about a black-suited character that looks like a Spider-Man. Right. But it's, you know, and it's Venom, but that's it. And that's the end. Now, of it. here's the thing The best thing they can do, though, is not worry about any of this and just make a good Venom film, which right. I don't think is possible. But... That would be the best thing to do, and this is the state that nerddom is in, where we're demanding to know all of these connections. Here, but here, here's something, though. Do you think that the Marvel hustle. could be holding back just to wait and see what happens with Homecoming? No. Or do you think they could be waiting to see if Venom bombs? It doesn't matter. Because if Venom bombs, and Sony, Sony's pretty Sony's much got to throw up their hands Sony's, and say, no, no. Sony's not going to give up control of the rest of what they have. It's not really giving up control because remember, with with Homecoming, Marvel doesn't deal. make any money off of Home. Uh, I homecoming. still believe that's impossible. There's no way nothing off the box office. Anything. They've got to make something. It, the last reports and I just saw it in the Hollywood Reporter the other day. Marvel gets nothing off the box office. It's got to be something somewhere. But here's the thing, because that's stupid. If you're if you're spending a couple hundred million dollars to make three films just so you can use Spider-Man in four minutes of Civil War. 
in two minutes in Infinity War, then you're dumber than I thought. That now I don't have any confidence in Marvel <laughs> films making good films going forward. And some of the problems I've had with some of the recent ones that are just a Marvel formula is going to go but way farther. But it may farther. need to get more control over some of these characters. But they don't want, they don't care. No, I understand and that. And the point where you said much. that, Kevin Feige's already said, we're not making X films. We're not making a Fantastic Four film. We're not making a Ghost Rider film. We're not doing anything with these products, these properties that we don't have or we just recently acquired because we simply can't. Right. We have three Marvel films that we're paying for that are coming out this year. They've spent $600 million But after you on get movies. past having Thor's you, and They've got a thousand billion characters. Remember, you're still going to make Black Panther 2, and you're probably going to make Black Panther 3. You've, you've still got to make Captain Marvel 2. You've still got to make another... Uh, 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 Ant-Man. Uh, you have Ant-Man that you're doing. You're already spending 600 to... You're spending nearly a billion dollars a year to try and make all of these films. You're not going to make a Venom film. You're not going to make a Miles Morales Eventually, they're going to eventually run out of these the, characters where they're going to want some of these other they're ones. They're just going to reboot Iron Man. They're just going to remake Iron Man. They're going to remake all this other stuff. They don't need any of the other characters. No, they understand no. that they want Spidey. So it does. I don't think what Venom does means nothing. Sony can come to them and say, okay, you get control. You spend $200 million and you make your own Venom movie and it's going to be good and it's going to be the MCU and we'll take all the money from it. If I'm Kevin Feige and if I'm Bob Iger, I look it up, pick up my middle finger and say, go prowl some rocks. There's no way. I'm, I don't have no interest in making that film. If Venom bombs and you go to Sony and say, hey, don't waste Doc Ock. I could see that. But yeah. again, they mentioned Craven. They mentioned Mysterio. They're mentioning people that are in the Secret Six. Right. Doc Ock's in the Secret Six. So is the Green Goblin. But I have a feeling that Marvel's already reserved those two to use in their next two films. Doc Ock. Doc Ock and, and uh, Green Goblin. Yeah. I think those are... Now that I see the Green... Those were probably the next two villains. Well, we also don't Major know what villains. the after credit scene is, so. It's Miles, and then take Miles away from Sony. <laughs> so now it's Ben Riley as okay. Oh, they God. just did they just did the Clone Wars. Kane. Uh speaking of troubled movies. Uh this week's been weird, uh, listening to more recent details from quote unquote sources. Regarding the firing of Lord Miller on the upcoming Han Solo film, um, reports from there was a skating report. Now I can't find it. I think it's I think it's Vanity Fair um, that Lord Miller were were slow. They were doing shots without a lot of camera angles, which meant that they had to reshoot shots immediately. Um, num numerous takes and of course improvs, but they were also apparently directing uh, Enrich. Enrich. I can never say his name. Is it Enrich? E-H-R-E-N-Enrich. Enrich? Okay. Um, Could be Enrich. Enrich. But he was directed to play Han Solo akin to Jim Carrey's character in Ace Ventura. Uh, wow. Which had them bring in... And then after that, apparently the directors and people that were on the set weren't happy with the way he was acting just even in that. Uh -huh. They brought an acting coach in, uh, which she brought the, the writer of the article brought up a, a point of this is something that almost never gets leaked, that you're bringing an acting coach with three weeks left to go. Um, there were reports that the crew, when they were told that Ron Howard was taking over the film, broke out in applause, uh, and then afterwards it was reprimanded, or, or, or retconned in a way to say, no, 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 they're clapping in support of the film. Right. Not that we have someone new coming in. Um, there's a rumor that it was Enric himself that contacted Kasdan and or Kennedy saying, I'm not sure what the hell I'm doing on this project. They're asking me to, to act like Jim Carrey as kind of a slapstick character. 
when Han Solo should be more sarcastic. Uh, yikes. Well, the other thing is that there, there's another rumor that Enric apparently said in an interview back while he was filming uh, Hail Caesar that they had brought on a acting coach for him yes. there. And then there's also a line in the movie where you know he talks about an acting coach being... Well, yeah, the, the, the producers and um, the Coen brothers said that they worked it into the movie. Right. They actually made it a part of the movie because they couldn't resist the idea that a movie about making a movie was then also had pieces of making the movie that was making a movie out of a movie. Right, right, right. right. Um, so this is the second time that he's been on a major movie... Well, the thing is, where's the acting coach? Was the acting coach brought in to make him act more like Jim Carrey, or was it brought in afterwards where they said, we've got to get him out of this headspace? Yeah, see, that I don't... That if that's the know. end, then that makes sense, to bring in an acting coach to say, we don't have a lot of time to finish this. Or maybe to help him to be more like what Harrison that's Ford what I mean. was. If the acting coach comes in because Kennedy and Kasdan said, all right, we, we've got to switch gears, and the way that he's been playing Han Solo isn't right, you've got to get him out of that headspace as quickly as possible right. and get him into where you want to be in. It's funny because Melissa said, I don't know why they brought... Why didn't they just bring Harrison Ford as, a, as an advisor? And I'm like, Harrison Ford doesn't want anything to do with this crap. Nah. I was like, Harrison Ford's at home crashing planes. He I'm, doesn't need anything. I'm sure. Were you surprised that the plane crash <laughs> on the 405 from the John Wayne Airport was not Harrison Ford? When the first thing... Because Beth, Beth called me up to tell me, did you hear about the plane crash? I said, please God, tell me it wasn't Harrison Ford. That was the first thing that came out of my oh, mouth. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm sure he sat down and talked with Harrison about... The character. I doubt he even did that. I'm sure Harrison Ford once <laughs> said, I got a like, door I, that crashed on me, and I was done. I, I died already. And the, I said, have you hey, seen the, the new things where people are talking about how, no, Han Solo is not dead? Yeah, that's, that's the big thing going around now. Yeah, it's the but same no, thing. I, I, you know, the worst thing that Samuel Jackson could have ever done was say that Mace Windu was alive. Yeah. Because <laughs> now we're just going to make a Mace Windu film. No, you're going to have to make a movie about a new character. So the question is, with all of this... I mean, we've we've trusted Kennedy and we've trusted Kasdan to make good films. Are you still trusting, or are you open to the possibility that this is not going to be a good film? You know what we were talking about. This could be, and even with the prequels, this could be the worst. A year ago, we were talking about this exact same thing with Rogue One. The exact same thing. They were talking about the reshoots and how how there was so much trouble, so much turmoil. But they didn't say that Jin Ursu played the character like Lucille Ball in the Vegemite episode and all of a sudden had to switch into a war-torn survivor. No, that's true. That's true. The, the, this, this one is, seems this to be having more. This is different than Rogue One because what it feels like from Rogue One is they saw the, the cut and said, this isn't enough of what we want. But then there was also rumors that they saw a cut and they really liked the cut. They liked what was there, but it needed to be more. What, right. The way that Gareth Edwards seemed to, to make, and again, you, you can only take it for, for his work. Gareth Edwards. Gareth for, Edwards for Rogue One. For Rogue One. That they looked at it, they liked what they saw, and they said, let's keep going. Let's right. go farther. There's We're allowed pieces, to go farther. You're giving us permission missing. to go farther. Yeah, and it, it was like, there's pieces missing, there's not enough action mm-hmm. in it, whatever. Tony Gilroy is brought on. Wait, we're allowed to use Vader and have him go through and cut down a whole group of people? Yeah, sure, or, let's you know, do it. Do that piece or whatever. Tony Gilroy is brought on partly because Gareth Edwards is already working on a new film. Mm-hmm. He was in contact. He went through the end of the film. He obviously did the press work. He was for there it. in the editing. That feels like we have the skeleton with some flesh on it, and then the reshoots were to put the skin on. Yes. This feels like they broke the bones of the skeleton, and you've got to put it back together. 
Yeah. So this feels very different. And it for me, for someone that from the very start said, I didn't want a Han Solo film. Yeah. Because I wanted you to get away from all this kind of stuff and I wanted something new. And then they're like, well, this, and they got Julian Glover playing Lando. And I'm like, okay, it's a heist film. It should be fun. This could be good. Gordon Miller, we love the Lego movie. We love 2122 Jump Street for its humor. Excuse me. This could be good. And now it's like, wow, this could be crap. And I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely worried. I'm not as worried. Rogue One was because I really wanted Rogue One to be good. Right. This one I don't have as much emotionally vested. I just from can't the start. imagine. I can't imagine Kathleen Kennedy. Right, we've only seen two films from there. I can't imagine <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy releasing a film where she's afraid she's going to get backlash of episode one, two, or three. I can't imagine them. But do you think she's connected enough to think that that's what she's going to get? Because I think again, that's George what Lucas made episode one not thinking that fans. Were I going think to try that's to what she thought down. she was getting. That's why she brought in Ron Howard. Ron Howard's so safe though. Why? As, a, as a last minute ditch though. It's, it's, no, I mean, it's I mean, still a safe choice. Yeah. It's a it's very safe, safe choice. J.J. Abrams was a safe choice. It's I, a very I do it as a safe choice if you're yeah searching of it. If if you, if, you, if it's as in bad shape as it sounds like, you bring in the safe choice. Oh, I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying. No. Be, this, I, I really want to see what they do in 2020. Let's see what kind of film they make. In I, I'm honestly thinking that we will find out next week in D23. I don't know if they'll go that far. I think that they're going to get to episode or nine two or weeks whatever. or whatever it is. That, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Is Comic Con like two and a half weeks away? Comic Con's three weeks away. Three weeks away. Three weeks from Wednesday. Four weeks from Wednesday. Three weeks from Wednesday. Three weeks from Wednesday. Because this is already July. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. They got here quick. Yeah. If Han Solo turns out to be episode one, they're in trouble. They are in trouble. Episode eight. And then episode nine would be really, really good. And I still, I still don't think this film comes out in May. Well, there's a lot of people that are worried about episode nine since uh, Trevor's last movie. What movie that came out that was just his? Um, Tomorrow. Oh yeah. He did, uh, wasn't he the one that did Jurassic World? Yeah, he did Jurassic World and Jurassic World Two. Right, but he just did another movie that just came out. Did? Yes. Okay. And it was a bomb. Um, Mikey's gonna look that up. Yeah, Mikey look it up for us. But yeah, everybody's going. Wait, did we? Did they sign well, him on too early? Gareth Edwards had Godzilla, which but was still, not a, great a film. lot of people like Godzilla. A lot of people like Godzilla because they wanted to like Godzilla. Godzilla is well, not a great film. But everybody also liked Godzilla because they didn't like the '91 version of Godzilla. No, people liked Godzilla because they needed to like a Godzilla film. Yes, people because they hated fans, the last well, one. Well, no, people who aren't well, fans of Godzilla was like... Tomorrow just did Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Episode 9. There was another... In, in terms of writing, wise. No, no, there's a movie that he directed... Light of the Navigator. There was a movie that he just directed I that came out. I forgot they're remaking that. I didn't know they were remaking Yeah. Uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, he did The Book of Henry, which just... Book of Henry, uh, that's what it was. The Book of Henry, which did horrible in the, bo- in the box office. People said it was a horrible movie. What is movie. it about? With instructions from her genius son's carefully crafted notebook, a single mother sets out to rescue a young girl from the hands of her abusive stepfather. Yeah, that movie's never going to make any money. Right. Yeah. So it that movie's going to make mes- less money than the movie uh, than than Paris can wait, which I saw last week. No, I understand that, but a lot of people I that are really the, I shouldn't say that. A lot of Star Wars fans on the forums. A lot of Star Wars fans are worried about everything. I know that. Like, is it the best thing I've seen in the last year? Is uh, before they released the thing for episode 9 it, it was you know the, the, the crawl for episode 9 is released 
doesn't matter what we do, all you guys are going to hate it anyway. Right. Because that's what it is. Right. I mean, within two weeks of Force Awakens coming out, everyone's already like, this movie's crap. I went and saw it 16 times, and I hated it every well, single time. Well, and then time. everybody loved Rogue One, and now they're and going now back and backlash, and Rogue One is terrible yeah. because it's just Star Wars all over again. It's like, shut up. Yeah. It drives Star me Star Wars fans are the hardest fans to please. No, it's because Star Wars fans grow up as being big babies. I've also where they don't they don't enjoy storytelling. They don't enjoy a story we told to you. Oh, too many people now have gotten to that point, and I really believe it's they're stuck in this. Well, this is what I would have done. Well, this yeah. is what I would have done. Well, this is what I would have done. And so I, this movie on the screen can't be good because it's never going to be what you made it. Right. Because you're not making it. It's fan fiction right. has exploded so much that the fan fiction in your head has exploded yeah. so much that you but can't he, accept the you, film that's you and I, We're on some of the same groups with Star Wars, and you see I don't it read all, any of them anymore. You see it all the time though. I can't. They I don't can't. read any of the books. They don't read I any can't. of the comics, and then they're going, "Well, how did this happen? Or why? You know, why would they do this? Or well, this it, is what's going to uh, happen." Someone, going, there's wait, a, there's, no. There was a there was a rumor. Thing about um, Leia being snow. No, 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 no. It's completely different. <laughs> uh, yes, that one too. <laughs> Blow oh, my no, brains yeah, out. So there was something somebody put out. Uh, There's that, evidence of that Kevin Fe- Kevin Feige had said something about the possibility that sometime in some future in some way that Captain Britain would be in the MCU film. So I was like, right. how can they use him? He's a mutant. No, he's not. Yeah, he's not a mutant. He gets his powers from from um, uh, Merlin. Yes. It's cosmic. It's mystical. Elizabeth Braddock is a mutant. They're like, well, you can't use the two of them. You can't, you can't say, guess what? They never mentioned that her name is Elizabeth Braddock in X-Men Apocalypse anyway. No, it's just Apocalypse. She could be Revanche, which is, oh, Lord. The the personality that's inside <laughs> of Psylocke when she becomes the the Oriental Ninja. Yeah, when they, uh, when they switch. Psyche, yeah, it was, oh, it's yeah. so convoluted. Because... Yeah. I'm a very proper British girl, and I've got very proper but British it, face, he, and I've got purple hair, and then something happened, and I became an Asian ninja yeah. with yeah. black hair, and then they kind of went from there. But even um, Captain Britain, I mean, he did. He got his powers from Merlin, but he's also in... Oh, God. He was in Excalibur, but the difference also but what is... But what's the dimension he's in? It's Nexus. Ag- the, yes. Yeah, but it was also... His first appearance is in Captain Britain Weekly. It's right. His first appearance is not an X-Men. Right. It's not an X-Men thing. Uh, Betsy Braddock's first appearance is New Mutants 2. Yeah, a Psylocke. So that's why. So it's like all these rules. But I'm just looking at this person. Like before you say, "Well, there's no way they can use him. He's muted." No, you gotta. Um, they're, they're, he could use him if he really wants to. He's not going to. Although right. that would be awesome. I would love to see a Captain Britain film. film. That'd be great. Um, especially if they do it the way that they use Captain Britain in, in the. Did uh, you see the there's an Alpha Flight reference in uh, in Deadpool two? Yay. Um, <laughs> Well, Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds is Canadian, so he's got to put something. Yeah, I'm sure in he's there. having a great Canada Day. Happy Canada Day to all of our Canadian viewer listeners, viewers, viewers. Mostly uh, viewers, listeners, whatever. Listeners. It's all the same. Consumers, thanks for no, hockey. They're not buying anything. Thanks for hockey. <laughs> thanks for hockey. Eh? So I said Eric Bowser. <laughs> yeah, but Eric's like Happy Canada Day. Thanks for hockey. Eh? Uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, this week we're just do real quick. Inhumans trailer dropped, and it looks like ass. I kind of like it. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Maybe it's well, okay. what I do you like wa- about it. I, maybe it's because I want to like it. Yeah. So did Marvel. Yeah. Remember, this was supposed to be a film that I said was never going to be a what film. I, what I and like. everyone looked at me when I said it's never going to be a film and said, it's going to be a film. They put it on the slate. It's going to be a film. And then guess what? They said, guess what? It's not going to be a film. Yeah. We're going to shoot it. We're going to put it in IMAX. It looks cheap as hell. 
Black Bolt looks terrible. Black Bolt looks Black terrible. Black Bolt looks absolutely... You have to get Black Bolt right. You have to. I think... He's got to have presence. He's got to have power. He's got to have an intensity to him. He's got nothing. If you're not going to have him... terrible. If you're not going to have him in the mask... Here's my other you problem. you have to have this somebody is, that's powerful. This is my biggest problem, honestly. That shot of the crowd, they're all human. Oh, yeah. None of them look like inhuman. I mean, the humans have different looking type of... Right. Thing. Alien, you know, they're not they aliens, show but one, obviously. They show one. They show one. They show Triton towards the end. Yes. And even then, Triton doesn't look anything like Triton no. in the book. And I, I've i always been one. I, I have no problem with you making changes, changing things. I get why he's not wearing the mask, because if you're going to hire an actor to play Black Bolt, he's not going to wear a mask in every single episode, unless he's cool, like Carl Urban, and says, yeah, I'll wear the dread mask. I don't care. Yeah. No one needs to see my face, even though he's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Urban's a man. We just learned something Love new that. about Chris. Oh, man. Seriously. I've developed a huge man crush on Adam Driver. Have you seen that Budweiser film? Really? Have you seen the Budweiser film where he goes to the family and, and there's a... Yes, but really? Adam yeah. Driver? Adam really? Driver is awesome. He's a cool dude. Not necessarily that he's a, a, a good looking man. Okay. But I, there's just... So, I don't know. What it is, you know, former Marine, can... combat vet, whatever, you know, all the stuff that he's been through and what he does for troops, what he does for... this everything. I mean, to go to Afghanistan and put on plays... Yeah. You know, stage productions, pretty decent stage productions for troops there. Instead of just like, oh, we're going to show you a movie and bring out a hot girl. Right. It's like, here, we're going to do something different. <laughs> I, I, no, I just, like, I don't know. Especially watching the thing, I'm like, yeah, I want to go hang out with that dude. Okay. <laughs> and again, I like his Kylo Ren. I think it's interesting. I, Kylo Ren's okay. He's not my favorite villain. He's not my favorite villain. Did you see the video of like, I think it was, was it cracked or someone was like, uh, it's time to understand that at least for what we've seen from Boba Fett, he sucks at yeah. his job. Yeah. And I was like, they better do a really good Boba Fett comic where he actually gets all the... Like, he's really bad at what he does. <laughs> they, they're like, Here are the reasons why... They're like, this top 15 reasons why Boba Fett is a bad bounty yeah. hunter. Inhum- so what did you like about the Inhumans trailer? Because I always say what I don't like about it, and I think it's true. Um, I, I love the fact that they are on the blue side of the moon. I thought that was you know cool that they added that. Uh, I don't know how it fits with with shield though with shield and humans, because obviously they have to connect the two. I mean, I guess they don't have to, to, but it's kind of hard to have humans on one and not talk about them on the other. The the humans maybe they just especially the real humans complain about the shield and humans. Like what the? (laughs) But the shield and humans are more alien looking than the the humans in the yeah in human show. Um. Um. I don't know. I, I think that I just... Because Medusa's hair bothered me because it wasn't long enough. It she, it's not even long enough. It doesn't, she doesn't look good. No. I liked Crystal. I thought Crystal looked cool. Crystal looks cool. But she's an easy character to translate. Yes. Max kind of bugged me because... I wish... It, I, Max you know, has got no conniving power. If they would have left, left him with his voice and, and the way he acted in just make Game of Thrones. Yeah. If he if if he was the same way he I'm was in Renly Game of Thrones, either. no, he's not Renly. Yeah, <laughs> um, but if he was the same he's way, not, no. it's funny because he tries to sound like Ramsey Bolton. But he doesn't sound like Ramsey. He doesn't have he doesn't have, no, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a British accent. He he doesn't. He's trying he to do it out every once in a while. That's the yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have a British accent here. I mean, the humans are from Britain. No, but you could let just let his character let his character have it. Why? There's no one to say it's not. No, the Star only Wars aren't British either. But well, I was just about to say that. <laughs> we all know the Star Wars takes place in England. <laughs> a long, long time ago in Britain. 
The only ones that don't have an English accent are Carrie Fisher or, or Luke Leigh and Han. No, are the major characters. Every background character and, and every every uh, Vader. Well, you can't tell. You can't really hear. <laughs> well, Anakin himself doesn't have a British accent anyway. So he has to complain about stuff. Obi Wan's holding me back. <laughs> now we know where Luke gets it from. Even young Anakin didn't. Nope. Oh. His mom did, but. It wasn't British, though. No, it wasn't British, but it was, it was, there was an accent. Um, I don't know. I just I think it's because I really wanted to like this. I like the Inhumans, too. Why did you really want to like Inhumans? Because it's, the trailer seems to suffer from all the same things that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does. You can't make... You can't take something that you wanted to do as a movie, or it's connected to the movies, and make the production values on a shoestring budget and expect people to think that it's any good. After the first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all we could talk about was how terrible the flying car looked. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked like they took a, 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 you know, a color form and just put it in front of the screen and ran it across. Well, there's that one shot of uh, Black Bolt and Medusa on the balcony, and it looked horrible. You could tell, you could tell they were standing in front of a green screen or something. That's sweet. What do you do uh, looking at? Uh, Thor Ragnarok, the Loki figure. Oh, that looks good. That's, that's pretty cool. Um. Yay! Anyway, I thought it looked terrible. I just that dining room scene is not a royal hall to me. No. It's, you're just trying to do everything. To, and even Lockjaw looked cool in the first shot. The last shot looks terrible. Yeah. Oh, I'm not Lockjaw. I I wasn't a real fan of his teleportation. The way they did it. And yeah. The way I liked it because it was different effect. rather yeah. than just disappearing. Mm. The kind of well, I mean, you, you don't bolt. do you don't do smoke. You don't you know it just do well, it you don't, you don't do the, the transporter. You know the transporter effect where you yeah. just light or whatever. I, that was one of the few things I actually thought was kind of interesting. I, I think Black Bolt looks horrible. I, honestly, yeah. um, now you're watching Power Ranger change over and over again. <laughs> yeah, the the, the first part. You want to contribute to the show? Yeah, he's just gonna scroll through the thing. Uh, yeah, Black Bolt just I just didn't buy it. At all. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, are you are, are you guys planning on tuning in on it? I nope. Don't, don't think so. Ethan, you don't want to tune in on anything. I think all the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, speak up. Nope. Well, I'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why that boy's so confused. <laughs> and, uh, I, I have other things. Maybe I'll watch first. But, uh, you know, I gave up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after two seasons because it was boring. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> That same thread I was talking about where someone's like, they need to connect the shows better. Like, no, 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 no. Well, that's because they connected the show because they asked me, like, oh, and humans should connect to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They should mention the things in there. And I'm like, no, this is what happened with the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You got 90% of a season that is completely and utterly and absolutely worthless because they were told you got to hang on until Winter Soldier comes out. Right. Because we're going to change everything that you're doing. 90% into your first season. Yeah. We're S.H.I.E.L.D. and we're cops of the world. We're all doing... What? Oh, look. Now we're not here anymore. <laughs> We've got to completely change their wait, show. S.H.I.E.L.D. was... Wondered, what, Hydra? Like, wait. Did they start that show and nobody from the production team of Winter Soldier told them what was going on? I, I don't know. But because it seemed like the, that's just... A, you might as well wait another year and have it be the remnants of S.H.I.E.L.D. as they try to rebuild what your second well, season even, was. Even now, with it, you know... With the things that are going on within the MCU, there's no way that Captain America and 
Tony Stark would not know what's going on. There, there's inhumans running around and all this. That I, there, there's a buy. There's a difference between knows what's going on and what you can do about it. Because that's what the Netflix shows are. The Netflix shows are basically, I can't call Captain America and tell him to go beat up Wilson Fisk. Right. I have to stop him legally, and I have to beat him up. But, but even that, you would, you there, would see an inhuman walk, maybe you know, within the Netflix shows. There's shows enough. There's six billion people on the planet. I mean, it, it, it's a difference. The the Shield show, as it was connected so closely to it, I mean, even we haven't seen Shield since um, since Winter Soldier. There's no. nothing. In it. You have Civil War, which is uh, since which, Age which of is, Ultron. Which is uh, even then, you don't really see Shield. You see you see this the remnant, area, yes, the Hell and a few, which shield. is problem number two. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can trust you, Colson. We can't trust you. You're lying to us. Three quarters of the way through the season, what are you lying us to about? Go see Age of Ultron. I've been watching this whole show for three quarters of a season, and you told me that what I'm gonna, the how am I gonna find out what Colson's been lying about? Is I gotta go see Age of Ultron, and then, and then sh- the next episode is Age of Ultron, or Age of, the next episode of Agents of Shield is Colson saying, "Hey, look, there's my secret. I had a helicarrier to save some people, and everyone's fine with him." Yeah. And if you didn't see Age of Ultron, it makes no sense. Well, oh. in, in a way, it does because you see the helicarrier no, and you no. see Coulson standing just, there. It was stupid. But it, yeah, it, it really should have been. The, it really the, should have been the episode before the story or, uh, Age of Ultron. Choices. Well, no, because no one would have given away that the helicarrier right. shows up. The story choices that a- Agents of Shield has to make to placate the um, the. <sighs> God, uh, to placate <laughs> that would be me. That's that's my kind of thing. Um, to placate the the movie verse are not good story choices. Yeah, and that's the problem. And so, what I like about the Netflix show and what it sounds like they're going to do tie it back to Sony is if you're sitting there with Venom and you have to watch Homecoming to go, okay, all right, we're going to put that in Venom. You're writing it down. You put that in Venom. Write it down. Then you're not doing the right thing. You're just making a Venom film. You're right. not making a Venom film. Yeah, you're not making. Excuse me. You're not making. Well, a we're Venom just film. tired, so we should probably stop. <laughs> no, we're not making. You're like not making a can't. Venom film. You're you're just placating off of what you saw in the other films. Yeah. Um, what are we at? We're at one hour six. Well, that's not bad. We should stop it right there. What did you have anything else? Nope, that was it. Unless you had something it. else you mentioned in the nope. opening. We did. Fan theories, Sony Marvel Spidey, details during the Han Solo movie, and reaction to the Marvel Inhumans trailer. Yeah. And then I told you to tell everybody to leave us comments. Yes. So I guess we will wrap things up. So check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdable Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. And please, if you will, leave us a comment and or subscription nice and or... Leave us a comment. <laughs> <laughs> you already said I was tired. No, leave us a comment. Give us a rating. It's like Give us a. Beer, isn't it? Not that many. I'm celebrating the Fourth of July. You... I'm celebrating Canada Day. Damn it! You're gonna drink out of R2 with Bud Light. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting for him to seal up all the holes in the sides of R2, flip it upside down, and just fill it with beer and drink it. Yeah. Disgusting. That'd be horrible. You'd still do it. Maybe. Yeah. So for Ethan, Chris, Mikey, wow. I'm saying we'll talk to you next week.